This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, March 22nd. Excuse me, March 21st, 2022. Getting ahead of myself. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. We're going to talk some basketball and some Ohio State football on today's show. If you have any questions, you can submit them in the comments section. I'll try and get to as many as I can. Let's start with basketball. Obviously, Ohio State's season ended yesterday in the NCAA tournament with a 71-61 loss to Villanova. Buckeyes hung in there. Um, you know, got it down to two there. You know, I was starting to scream at my TV. I was getting excited there, and uh, but Villanova pulled away. Uh, disappointing. Um, you know, at least Ohio State was able to win one game. I know that's not the standard, but um, I felt like uh, that was very important to at least win a game in this year's tournament. And we'll see. I know a lot of you are wondering, is Chris Holtman's job on the line? Absolutely not. And I don't think it would have been even if they would have lost to Loyola of Chicago. Um, Gene Smith was going to give him another year regardless. And he's got an excellent recruiting class coming in. Here's the problem as I look at next year, though. While this recruiting class is very good, and we talked about this on Friday's show with Jay Book, it's not like elite. It's really good. It's like the fifth best class in the nation, fourth best class right around there. But it's not like the Thad Five. This is they're not bringing in Greg Conley, or excuse me, Greg Oden and Mike Conley and those guys. I mean, this is a really good class, but it's not elite. It's not the type of class where you can just start five freshmen and make a Final Four. Um, so there could even be lumps next year. Now, if Malachi Branham comes back, that changes the calculus big time. Malachi Branham comes back to add with this freshman class, you know, with Zed Key then a year older and some of the other guys they have, then they might have something working there. Um, but Man, Malachi Branham's now projected as a first-round pick. If I had to bet, I think he's going to leave. But he's not projected as a lottery pick or anything, so maybe he will stay. And one thing that could help, that I, I haven't heard anybody really talk about this, but this is one thing where name, image, and likeness could help. You know, let's say he strikes a nice NIL deal. That could entice him to stay for another year and try and raise his draft stock where he would be the unquestioned the man in the offense next year. He wouldn't be playing second fiddle to EJ Liddell. Um, EJ Liddell's definitely gone. I mean, that's no surprise. I know it's not official yet, but EJ Liddell's going to leave. So, you know, we will see what happens. But um, I really like this recruiting class. But, uh, man, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to be good enough for if it's just them to get Ohio State to the second week of the NCAA tournament. And that's what Chris Holtman needs to start doing. You know, winning Big Ten championships, regular season championships. I don't really care about Big Ten tournament championships. I mean, it's fun while it's going on, but there's a history of when Ohio State doesn't do well in the Big Ten tournament, they do pretty well in the NCAA tournament, sometimes really well. 1999, they got bounced in the first round of the Big Ten tournament and went on to the Final Four. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, 99 counts. Um, you know, and there's, there's other examples as well. Now, in 2007, they won the Big Ten tournament, the Buckeyes did. But again, that was an elite team. Conley and Odin and all those guys. Um, and then they went on to the national championship game that year. So there are exceptions to the rule. But usually when Ohio State does well in the Big Ten tournament, like they did last year, uh, when they got all the way to the championship game, lost to Illinois in overtime, 
you, they usually don't do well in the, in the NCAA tournament. Last year they got bounced in the first round by Oral Roberts. So we'll see. Um, I know Buckeye fans are disappointed. I'm disappointed. It was year five. I think the product should have been better by now. Um, but we'll see what happens next year. All right, let's switch some gears and let's talk some football. Buckeyes resuming spring practice tomorrow. Uh, they took last week off for spring break. They had two practices the previous week. So I uh, got two of the 14 practices out of the way with the 15th practice being the spring game, of course. Um, so they're, they're going to be going full bore for the next three weeks. Uh, we'll be over there tomorrow. And um, this is when things will start to get interesting because the first week of spring ball, just two practices, not wearing pads. Even Jim Knowles was not implementing his new changes on defense yet. He he was asked about, you know, are you doing this and that with, you know, having just three down linemen and, you know, three linebackers and five defensive backs. He said, we haven't even started doing that yet. We're just working on fundamentals. That'll happen when they get back from spring break. So now we're going to start to drill down on things like who's going to be that Leo or that Jack, whatever you want to call it. You guys know what I'm talking about, that hybrid outside linebacker defensive end that is so key to the Jim Knowles defense. Um, I think Cade Stover is the odds-on favorite there. I know I'm not breaking news. He just seems fit for that role. You need to be a guy that can rush the passer. You need to be a guy that's stout enough to stop the run, and you need to be athletic enough to drop into coverage. Cade Stover can do all those things. He's kind of big for the spot right now. I think Knowles usually likes a guy about 245, 250 pounds. Cade's about 255, so he's right around there. He, he can easily drop five pounds if he needs to, but Cade's athletic enough at 255 to play that position. I think another guy maybe to look out for there, a Mitchell Melton. He's been repping a defensive end. He's played linebacker, came in as a linebacker. So that tells me right there he's a hybrid guy. Uh, he's bulked up a little bit. Um, I think Mitchell Melton could be another guy that could be uh, looked at in that hybrid role. Um, and we'll see. I mean, there'll be other guys as well. I did think that. Um, Court Williams might be a guy that, that could play that role if they bulked him up a little bit. But it sounds like they love him at that boundary safety spot, that bandit, they call it. They, you know, Jim Knowles could not talk up Court Williams enough. So I look for Court Williams to be that bandit, uh, that strong safety. Um, and he really was talking up Ronnie Hickman as well. I think Ronnie Hickman's going to be that that free safety, the regulator back there. Uh, and then I think Tanner McAllister will probably be that slot safety. And then Josh Proctor, when he gets back, we'll see where he fits in. Um, Let's see. Speaking of Josh Proctor, right on cue, we've got a we've got a uh, question. Should we move on from Josh Proctor at safety? Is the question from Duncan. I don't think that they should move on from him. He looked good early last year before getting hurt. I know it was all of two games, and I know he you know was, was known for you know making big hits and missing tackles for the you know that's what he was known for most during his first three years. But Proctor's got a lot of talent. The coaches said he was really coming on last year, and I saw it with my own eyes those first couple of games. I think he had turned the corner. I think now with Jim Knowles coming in and teaching that rugby-style tackling, which is wrap and roll instead of you know, going for big hits, no head over the bow like it used to be, not trying to knock guys out. Rugby-style tackling is both safer and it's more effective. And I think Josh Proctor is going to be a guy that benefits from that that style of tackling uh, where he it's, it's coached into him. You're not going for the big hit. The only goal is to bring the guy to the ground, you know, or force a turnover. But you're not trying to knock the guy out. You're just trying to bring him to the ground. We're trying not to miss tackles. And you can't have enough depth. Let's say Proctor doesn't, isn't a starter. Let's say Court Williams and, you know, Ronnie Hickman are the two starters back there. I don't think Proctor's in the mix to be the, the slot safety. That's Tanner McAllister's job. Lan, you know, Lathan Ransom, when he gets back, he might be in that mold as well. 
you know, but right now um, you can't have enough depth, you know, even if it is Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman, what if one of those guys gets hurt? Would you rather have Josh Proctor back there? Or would you rather have Bryson Shaw? I mean, maybe you'd rather have Bryson Shaw. I don't know. Or maybe somebody else back there. And yes, I still have a landline. I'm the one person in the world that still has a landline and it's, it's over there and I can't get it. If you hear my phone ringing, uh, we are the uh, last people in the world that have a landline. Um, so yeah, I think you just can't have enough depth. Proctor, if he's not a starter, is one play away from being a starter. You can't have enough depth. So um, let's see, we have another we have another question. Duncan says he is really high on. All right, now we're going to wait for uh, the rest of your post there because you left out who you're really high on. Um, but um, you know we'll see what happens. But I think with Josh Proctor, a fifth year senior who has a lot of talent, who the one thing that he needs to do is be more of a sure tackler. I think you know he could be a guy that really helps. We've seen so many, so many guys over the years, as you guys know, that were disappointments maybe their first three years in the program, or maybe if they redshirted four years and then some, the light comes on. I mean, look at Devin Smith, the wide receiver, the, the season he had as a senior. People were ready to write him off, um, and Devin Smith became, you know, had the best deep ball threat season in Ohio State history. Uh, Steve Miller that same year at defensive end didn't do anything his first three years, came in as a high recruit. Didn't do anything and then stepped up as a senior. I think back to D. Miller, the wide receiver, didn't do anything his first three years in the program. Redshirted and then didn't didn't do anything as a redshirt freshman and third-year sophomore and then became a really, really good starter opposite David Boston his final two years. So, um, you know, I'm, you know, Zach Harrison's a guy that might fit in that mold. He's been a disappointment, I think, his first three years. He's had flashes. I think this year as a senior, Zach Harrison could be a guy. Um Maybe that maybe doesn't break out. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, um, but I, you know, I think he's going to have his best year. And with JT Tuimolowal and Jack Sawyer, they got a nice one, one, two, three punch there at defensive end. There you go, Duncan. Duncan says he uh, is high on the corners, but worried about the safeties. Man, I I see what you're saying because last year the safeties were a liability overall. But Jim Knowles loves Court Williams and Ronnie Hickman. I mean, loves them. Was gushing about them and Tanner McAllister, who he knows better than anybody since. They were at Oklahoma State together. He says Tanner McAllister is going to be a guy that's basically an extension of Jim Knowles on the field. Um, one more thing about Josh Proctor that I want to um, mention. I remember Alex Grinch was just here for one year, <laughs> that 2018 season uh, where the defense was terrible. And I don't know how much of that was on him. That was Greg Shiano was the, de the defensive coordinator that year. I heard it was Shiano that had a lot of the, you know, that obviously had final say and Grinch wasn't able to do a lot of what he wanted to do. But my point is, at Rose Bowl Media Day that year, very late 2018, you know, I think it was like specifically December 30th of 2018, if I remember correctly, um, Rose Bowl a couple days later, where they're at the Rose Bowl itself um, interviewing these guys. And I pulled Alex Grinch aside and I said, hey, give me the name of a guy who's not really playing much this year on your defense who you think is going to be a future star. And he said, Josh Proctor. So. You know, we'll see if that happens, but I think that's interesting. That's a nice little anecdote there that Alex Grinch, when I pulled him aside and asked, you know, give me one guy on your defense that's not playing much that's going to be a future star. Josh Proctor is who he said. Didn't even hesitate. So um, so there you go. Another question here. I like the questions rolling in. David wants to know, if you if I had to make a decision today, who would be the starting tight end? The good news is Ryan Day does occasionally ask me who I think should start at different positions. No, he obviously doesn't do that. Ryan Day is way too smart to do that. Who would I start at tight end? Well, I think it's going to be a combination of Mitch Rossi and G. Scott Jr. I think if G. Scott Jr. can come on and, you know, 
prove that he can be a good inline blocker, not that that's going to be his forte. Um, that would be huge for Ohio State because he's got the talent, you know. But I think Mitch Rossi is going to have a huge role in this uh, offense as well. Huge role meaning he's going to play a lot of snaps. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Um, I thought Mitch Rossi was a really good player last year. He only had like six receptions, had a big reception in the Rose Bowl, but he's a good blocker. Former high school running back who was really good out of the uh, Nashville area. Um, fullback type. So he's really a fullback. Um, so I'll give you kind of a, uh, you know, a hybrid answer there, so to speak. I think it's going to be those guys really splitting the load there. Um, you know, but I'm hoping G Scott Jr. can add about another five pounds. He's right. A little bit above 230 right now, but he's a physical kid and they don't throw the ball that much to the tight end, but you need to have at least somewhat of a threat out there. Um, so I, uh, I will see uh, what happens there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Mitch Rossi and G. Scott Jr. We'll see what happens with uh, Joe Royer as well. It's another one I'm keeping an eye on. We have another question here. Why say basketball on here when you are talking football? What the H? Well, we already talked basketball. You want to talk some more basketball? Let's talk basketball. Um, I mean, it, it was a, a disappointing season. It wasn't a train wreck of a season, but, my goodness, Ohio State, after that Duke game, beating Duke, expectations were high. I thought this was going to be a Sweet 16 team this year. Maybe it would have been if they had just assuming, but it was it was disappointing. And uh, we'll see what happens with Malachi Branham. If he leaves, even with this recruiting class coming in next year, I, I don't know. I, I said this earlier in the show for those that missed it. I mean, this is a really good recruiting class, but it's not like Thad 5 level where you can just go in and start freshman and you know go to the national championship game. This is a very good class, but it's not elite. So if Malachi Branham leaves, um, we'll see what happens. The Big Ten is rough. You know, I think they'll still be a good team next year. I still believe in Chris Holdman. I still believe in him. And I'm not calling for his job at all. And I wouldn't have been even if they would have lost to Loyola. Um, I'm also not one of these guys that says, well, who are you going to get that's any better? I mean, come on. That's if he, he it gets to the point where, you know, he's not winning Big Ten championships ever never getting to the second round uh, or excuse me, the second weekend of the tournament, it's going to be time to move on, but I'm not there yet. I am not there yet by any means. Um, so we'll see what happens. But again, um, spring football begins tomorrow and not begins resumes tomorrow. So we're going to be over there and uh, we're going to be interviewing Ryan day and both coordinators. So that'll be interesting. Keep it locked to Bucknuts for all that. We have a ton of basketball coverage on our site right now, looking ahead to next year, looking back on, this year so you can get on buck nuts and read all of that one more question from duncan if we had march madness in 2020 would we think different of holtman that was a really good team see that's a good point and i remember going into that because they were peaking at the right time i mean they would have been a decent seed they wouldn't have been like a one or two seed obviously but they would have been like a three or four seed something like that and they were peaking at the right time and i remember I can't remember if it was like USA Today or somebody did a story. It might have been The Athletic. Somebody broke it down. Their computer, uh, their algorithm had Ohio State winning the national championship that year. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, Dayton was the best team in the nation that year. So who knows? But, um, you know, it is funny thinking back that Ohio State was projected by at least one service to win the national championship that year. So, yeah, let's say they would have got to – Let's say they would have got to the Sweet 16 that year. Let's say they didn't even make a deep run, but they would have got to the Sweet 16 in year three, the Holtman era. That would have t- a lot of these questions wouldn't be going on right now because we wouldn't obviously be being saying things like he can't get to the second weekend of the tournament. And and I keep saying it's year five. I mean, it's really year four because that was really wiped off the book. So 
again, I, I don't think next year's a make-or-break year. It's got to be a good year. You can't, like, miss the tournament. It's got to be a good year, but I don't think next year's a make-or-break year. Now, if Malachi comes back, maybe it will be. we got to get our guy Brian Schottenstein and Cardale and, and those guys to get him a nice NIL deal so he could stay for another year to pair with this good freshman class they have coming in next year. So we'll see what happens. Hey, I, uh, I've got to run. I appreciate you guys joining me on this edition of the show. If you missed the show, you can go back and watch the entire thing. Um, I really appreciate you guys joining me. I am Dave Biddle from Bucknuts and 24-7 Sports. If you like the show, like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. We appreciate that very much. Tomorrow it'll be Dan Rubin and Dwayne Long on their usual Tuesday broadcast. Thanks again for joining me. I hope everyone has a great day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.